Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur or looking to start your journey tomorrow or just somebody who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear real-life, authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. My guest on the show this week is a person who is always grinding and a true entrepreneur. We met through Instagram as I noticed her account and it might be a good fit for this podcast series. She has an incredible story and an impressive portfolio that I can't wait for you all to learn about. So my guest for this episode today is Alexandria Blanche. Hi, everyone. How are you? Good. Hey, they can't talk back to me, but I'm talking to you, Vincent. How are you? I'm good. Um, it's good to have you on. So why don't you share your story a little bit and then what you're working on today? All right. Awesome. So as you mentioned, my name is Alexandria Bland, but most people just call me Alex. <laughs> I'm originally from Los Angeles, but I moved to Houston about seven years ago because after I graduated from undergraduate school, I had a hard time finding work in my field. So I was working as a caseworker for a nonprofit. I knew that it wasn't my passion. And so I decided a change of scenery would be great. I applied for a job in Houston and all within like two, three months, I made the transition. So um, I honestly never saw myself as an entrepreneur, but I always valued, because I always valued, you know, a steady paycheck. And I just thought entrepreneur would not get me that, right? But um, after working as a teacher and just, you know, going through corporate America, I realized that a lot of the things I want for myself would require me to be an entrepreneur. So I'm discovering a different side of myself. I'm now a realtor. Um, a lot of my personal goals um, require me to like sell things on my own and promote myself in ways that I never thought I would do. So not only am I a realtor, I work full time in healthcare communications and I'm also a writer. So I publish two books. So. Yeah, That's grinding. True. What are your books called? So my first book is titled What Teaching Taught Me, which I wrote after I was teaching for about four years. And it's kind of self-explanatory, a book of lessons that teaching taught me. And my second I recently released, it's titled I Wrote This Book to Pay My Student Loans. Also mm -hmm. a pretty self-explanatory title, but it's a book of essays about numerous topics that pretty much everyone can relate to. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. So, Alexandra, I share an entrepreneurial story each week that is sure to inspire our listeners. This article I came across to Marie Claire discussed three great entrepreneurial stories and is called I Went From Flat Broke to CEO. The inspiring story I will discuss right now is on the hustler Elle Kaplan. When Kaplan was young, she watched Mary Poppins and thought the children should have left their tuppence in a bank earning interest. She had been money minded since she was a child and is the founder and CEO of Lexion Capital, which is a money management firm. When she was in college, her father went into a non-responsive coma. As this occurred, she recounts her mother crying over the kitchen table, wondering what is she going to do because she didn't even know where anything was. Elle wanted to do her best to help, so she started reading everything there is to read on investing and money management. She graduated college and moved to New York City with plans and aspirations to open up a fiduciary firm that could assist women just like her mother. Women who are brilliant, but doesn't nearly know a thing about this space. She saved up 200 bucks and crashed on a friend's floor in Westchester, took the train to New York City, and began her story. 
She quickly learned that although she'd been averaging an A in chemistry and in English, headhunters were not really impressed with her as a candidate because she had no internships or finance background. So she got hired by this financial services group, the Beacon Group, as an analyst, eating three meals per day there, spending all-nighters, just grinding. She was terrified of all of her colleagues because they all went to Princeton, but that didn't make her give up. The Beacon Group was acquired by J.P. Morgan, where she started earning her MBA at Columbia, working full-time and going to school. She soon quit, started Levion Ion in October 2010, and now manages over $100 million. So... Alexandria, have you ever heard of her before, that story? I have not, but she is amazing, and that's like life goals right there. Right, <laughs> And yeah. I really think that it's a testament to like believing in yourself, setting a goal, and not letting, you know, anything hold you back, and making sacrifices to get where you need to be, so. Love it. So now we're going to get into the big five. Each week, my guest and I go over these five questions to help our listeners learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. When did you realize exactly, you touched a little bit, when you weren't happy with what you were doing or that you simply just needed some sort of a change? So when I was a middle school teacher for four years, my third and fourth year were, they were awful, right? Like I loved my students very much. I think those are like some of my favorite groups of students, but just like the little things I had to do with the job. It just, I just knew that it wasn't the place I needed to be. Um, I felt like waking up to go to work was like, it was punish. I was punishing myself, right? Yeah, no, and no. Um, yeah, like it's really hard. I couldn't. I can't even explain it. But I, I ended up being late a lot, and it wasn't like I had my classes waiting for me. But like I wasn't on time for the bill. It was just like just not where I wanted to be, and I just wasn't happy. So I knew something needed to change. I knew something was missing from my life. Um, I wanted more, so I started to look at other opportunities. I wasn't making enough money, and I wanted, like, my mom always said, I have champagne taste and a Budweiser budget, right? And I didn't, <laughs> and she said it when I was little, so I'm like, I don't know what this means, but as I grew up, I, I understood very well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I decided to go to real estate school while I was still teaching, and so I was doing that, and at the same time, I was, like, writing down, like, little lessons I was learning and things I wanted to change about the education system because I felt like I was just teaching to the test, right? And so as I was writing, I thought it was just going to be a blog post on my blog, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, this blog post was so much longer than a traditional post, and I'm like, this can't go on what Alex writes. Like, it needs to be more. I want more people to see it. So little did I know I was writing a book, like, I was really just in Google Docs and it just kept getting longer and longer. <laughs> and so I didn't do the blog post. I figured out how to format a book, self-publish the book. And and that's pretty much how the change started happening. I had no clue what I was doing. Um, I figured out how to format it, like I said. I did the book cover on Canva. And then I eventually passed my test to be a realtor. So I did all that and basically created the change I needed within that last year of teaching. <laughs> That's really inspiring. I actually, as well, I did some teaching. I'm licensed in real estate as well here in Hillsborough County in Tampa. Hey, twin. <laughs> yeah, I understand there's a lot of difficulties with teaching and a lot of flaws in, in the system that they have built, but that's another topic for another day. Right. That's a whole yeah. other podcast. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot of difficult parts of being an entrepreneur, Alex. What are one or two of the most difficult parts that you can give to our listeners? I'll touch on two. Um, I think the number one thing about being an entrepreneur is that, that you eat what you kill mentality, right? Like it was difficult for me because as I mentioned earlier, like I like a steady paycheck. Like I liked to be like 
I don't like to have security, right? And so if you don't work, you don't eat. And sometimes even if you do work super hard, a payday is not guaranteed in entrepreneur, like as an entrepreneur. That's the truth. Yeah. That was the hardest thing. Like, so I was, uh, um, I was working with a real estate client and I showed this man literally like 12 houses. I'm like, okay, we're going to find it. We find it. But every time like he kept moving the goalposts, he didn't want that. He wanted to lowball. And it was just like, I'm working this hard and I know I'm not going to close this deal, you know? So yeah, so that was the hardest thing for me to really like grasp. Like, wow, no matter how hard I work, um, payday is not always guaranteed. But on the other on the other hand, like um, your income doesn't necessarily have a cap when you're an entrepreneur. So I yeah. love that aspect. Um, and the other thing I find difficult is just consistency. Like typically when you work for someone else, you're like, OK, I'm going to go do my hours. I work. I'll be here tomorrow. And I know. It. But like I have to like consistently, whether I be promoting my real estate business, promoting my books or whatever, I have. I don't even like social media that much, but I have to consistently be on it if I want to grow my business. So I struggle with that. I struggle with balancing like when the market and when, you know, and how to do all my work. So one week I might be focused on real estate. The other week I might be focused on writing. And I really do want to have like a consistent balance so that I can reach my goals for 2020 and beyond. I love it. Yeah. Social media, the world's just kind of evolving and social media is a part of it. I don't have the personal account, but for the business, I have to be on it a lot. Like you said, building the account and putting content out and then Instagram through the curveball with like you know, the, the followers, I mean, the likes on the pictures. So now I'm just trying to put out content that will engage with people and they'll start talking. You know, I try to think, what can I get people to start talking about and good right. value, good value in my posts. Right. And you really want to foster those relationships with your audience. So whether they're buying from you or not, you like, you do want to just represent good business or depending on whatever your business is. So like, I have to be consistent in doing that because currently I've been struggling. Like I'll post maybe once or twice a month and yeah, that doesn't really get you the results you want. So that's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur, being consistent on social media and just in general, because like you said, in real estate, like you have to consistently follow up with clients and you can't just be complacent. Like you actually have to be assertive. And so that's pretty difficult. Yeah, there's a lot of different parts of being an entrepreneur that are several jobs just alone. You know, oh, marketing yeah. and then the social media, like you said, the advertising. There's a lot of components into it. So you grow as you get into it. Right. And I've become a graphic designer somehow <laughs> because like in doing my, my book cover, the, the concept is for me to write this book to pay my student loans and actually get and earn money from it. So I didn't want to put too much money into the project and hi, hire some dollars. Yeah. So I designed my own book cover and I'm, I tried to like hire someone for like $40, but you really do get what you pay for. I'm like, sir, I'll do it yeah. myself. Keep the 40, <laughs> you know? So like, I'm just like learning as I go and I feel like, yeah, it works out. Every there's a uh, tutorial for everything on Instagram or YouTube, and I've been really figuring some things out. So, I'm happy. yeah, awesome. Let's get into now. What is one of your greatest failures, and what did it teach you? So this question is super tough because, like, I don't have like a moment that I can like pinpoint where I can say like, oh, I invested in something and lost all my money and I failed. You know, I I learned from this experience. But I would say that the release of my current book or my latest book is what I deemed as failure earlier this year because I originally wanted to release it by June, and my birthday's in June, so I thought it would be like a real celebratory month. Like, guys, all along for my birthday is for you to buy my book, and I thought it would just be super super cute but yeah. uh life happened and I was like this year 
ended up being like probably the most stressful one I've ever had. And I was nowhere near finished with my book by June. And I was like borderline depressed. So I'm just like, what the heck? Like, I'm not going to finish this book. Um, yeah, so my personal life kind of like took over my business, so to speak. And yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I prioritized that over this writing. And so I didn't think, I didn't even know if I would release it at all, let alone in this year, but I decided to kind of like realign, refocus and change my deadline to Christmas of this year. And thank goodness I got it done by Thanksgiving. So I was able to do like a little Black Friday launch type of thing. Well, congratulations. Um, Thank you. And yeah, so I think that failure for me is just like a delayed version of success. I don't think that I failed at one particular point because at the end of the day, like if I made a mistake, it, it, I always end up improving and learning from it. And if I wouldn't, if I would have finished my book on time, then it wouldn't really be what it is right now. Love, <laughs> and, love it, love it. Yeah. There were like a whole lot of like last minute stories that I remember to share. So prime example, uh, one of my friends, he read my book already and I share a story about how my crush in like, I was like in elementary school at camp and how he body slammed me. And what? <laughs> it's a long story, but, uh, I share like basically how I played myself. Cause I was trying to flirt on him by like flirt with him by pouring a drop of lemonade in his hair. It was just not cute. It was just all bad. I didn't know what I was doing. But like just how funny and he really resonated that story resonated with him. And had I not, you know, written at the last minute, he would have never read it and blah, blah. So, yeah, like I feel like I'm failing when I put, you know, stuff that I can't control above, you know, what I'm working on. So I just easier, kind of easier said than done, though. You're right. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely difficult to like not stress about the small stuff. But like, I'm really getting so much better at it. Like I cannot control what other people do. I can only control how I react. And in life, there are going to be ups and downs. So I just figured, hey, whatevs. <laughs> just try to speak it into an existence. And eventually, that's what it is. Right. So yeah, I feel like you may fail. But if you, uh, you know, get back up. Oh, it's just a lesson learned. I don't look at it as failures anymore. Nothing like that. It's just Lesson learns next time I do something differently, maybe to improve, make myself better. But Alex, if you could have one conversation with any entrepreneur ever, dead or alive, who would it be? Why? What are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. I hate to sound cliche, but I'm going to go ahead and say that I really want to talk to my auntie Oprah Winfrey because I love her with all my heart. I want to go to her house. I want her to cook for me. Like, I stalk her. Like, she has a chef and all this good stuff. I want to have dinner, and I want her to sew into me because I really admire how she's made herself a brand and helped so many others in the process, right? And she has, like, an entire television network. She's written books. She has a magazine, and she provides opportunities for so many people who look Look like us and she's not I don't know I can't even just explain how much I love her right but her book club and I really think she's mastered the art of doing what she loves to do and living without limits so that's why I want to talk great about way you. to put it I actually did my entrepreneurial story like we did in the beginning today on Oprah I believe my first or second episode just because of how powerful she started at a local black radio station she started moving up the ranks getting noticed and one thing leads to another. She's Oprah, Oprah Network, Oprah.com, everything. Right. She is so everything. Inspiring. So inspiring. Right. And people wanted to run for president. Like, she is really And amazing. that's what's crazy about it. People are willing to actually vote for you. They, You would get votes. and Right. That's a whole problem with America, which is a whole other podcast. Yes. Maybe we'll have to revisit. We'll revisit. One of my goals <laughs> with this podcast is you know, a few seasons down the road, revisit some people that I bring on, see how your business and entrepreneurial endeavors have escalated. And we can talk about other topics like that. 
Absolutely. But let's get into this next question because I'm really interested to see what you're going to share. Where do you see yourself in your entrepreneurial endeavors in the future, one in five years from now? Let's start in a year from today, next December. Where do you see yourself? All right, next December, I plan to be out of student loan debt. That's number one. I'm able to, you know, raise my 20K to get out of student loan debt because I've done a lot of spending and paying $1,000 a month and really trying to get out of student loan debt. I can't do that anymore. I need help, y'all. Um, I hope my book, <laughs> I hope it impacts hundreds, if not thousands of people and inspires them to not only take their debt into their own hands, but their lives into their own hands and just do things that will make them and their families proud. And when my student loan debt is gone, I'll be able to pursue a career as a full-time writer. So, um, yeah, I just need my monthly expenses to decrease so that I can really take that risk and make that career change. So that's my one-year plan. Now let's look big. Five. Five years from now? Whoa. Okay, so I will have for sure release several more writing projects, not just book versions, maybe a young adult book, definitely some scripts. Um, I'd like to be known primarily as a writer, but I can definitely see my podcast, What Alex Says, being something that provides income for me as well. I do love talking to people. Uh, I also, this is like my for real goal, like side project type of thing. I want to get my uh, nonprofit organization off the ground. It's called the Basis Loaded Foundation. And what the goal is, is to help high school or juniors, high school juniors and seniors adapt to adulthood and get ready for life after high school. So that's pretty that's much awesome. what I want to do in five years. And right now I've been playing it safe, but I want to also like take more risk in five years and put myself in a position to really, you know, level up. Well, I really love the ambition and I can't <laughs> wait to see what you accomplish next. Have you looked into Upwork? Have you ever heard of Upwork.com? Yes. And Fiverr. I think Fiverr is a little better than Upwork. Too. I, I used, I, I'm not sure. I used um, Upwork for, my book editor, he not the editor, the formatter for to fit the specs for Upwork and, and uh, I mean Ingram Spark and Amazon. Yeah, I was saying if you want to use your writing endeavors on there, I'll list yourself as some freelance work. From what I understand, they do pretty well on there. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. But one thing I have noticed about myself is I am much more passionate about doing what I want to do as opposed to doing what others hire well me. Well said. <laughs> That's what the entrepreneurial spirit really is all about. So thank you so much, Alex. I know our listeners are definitely going to see the value in your story today. I really enjoyed how you shared those difficult parts, the detail you gave everybody. I appreciate that. And it's time for the last word, though, Alex. Is there something that you would like to share with our listeners that you didn't get to touch on today? Thank you for the opportunity and thank the listeners for tuning in. Oh, for and sure. one thing I really want to share is just like whoever is listening, I want you to believe in yourself and be bold because we really only live once and there's no telling like when our life will end. Uh, I, I keep seeing like people I went to high school with dying. I'm like, how? You know what I mean? So yeah. I just really want us to be bold and live our lives to the best of our abilities. So that's pretty much all I want to leave. Connect with me. Check out my blog. What Alex Yeah, writes. I was just going to say, let's share your social media website or other ways your blog where how can uh, the people listening in follow you all right so i have a blog whatalexwrites.com again i designed it all by myself so i really do want you to check it out and tell me what you think because i was a fake web designer i was going to hire someone but it just didn't happen my instagram is whatalexsees and my <laughs> i have so many what alex my podcast is titled what alex says and i'm also on twitter at what alex writes but i don't tweet that much but i would still love to connect and be your internet friend yes yeah, so at what alex and then it makes sense after that whatever network it is thank you alex that's awesome 
Okay, guys, thank you for listening in today. Follow the show on your favorite morning podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Podcast by Lancey. Of course, my handles are at Vincent Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. Make sure you grab my book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, on Amazon now. DM me or email me. Let me know what you think. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work really hard to find value delivering stories for you on each episode. And as always, I will follow the last word with a quote that inspired me, so I know it will for you too. Happiness is a butterfly, which when it's pursued is always just beyond your grasp, but which, if you will sit down quietly, may light upon you. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to download it after you finish tuning in today. And thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur.